We are talking about the sermon title. The topic title is this, You're Still the One. Still the One. We're excited to jump into this as we, as we get in. You can go ahead and turn in or own your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5 is where we're really going to hang out a lot today as we kind of get into this and we talk about it. I love the fact that Radiate Worship can bring the heat, whether it's worship, whether it's country songs. Come on. Y'all appreciate Radiate Worship, what they're doing in the room. Come on. Still the one. You still the one. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't know, because I know, uh, you know, the makeup of our church, I've already said that. If you didn't know, that's called a compact disc, a CD that was in that video. You used to not be able to just pull up an app and play whatever you wanted, right? I was actually, I kind of wanted to see a cassette. Anybody remember? Anybody still got a cassette player? Anybody got one? You still got, y'all still got one? That is awesome. How about, all right, this is weird. This is really off topic. Anybody still got like eight track players? You got eight track player for real? Y'all got them? Oh, dude, that is awesome. So cool. Y'all may be millionaires if you hold on to that a little bit longer, (laughs) for real. That is awesome. Um, So we we just love having a lot of fun here at Ready 8. Let me tell you this as you're turning on your Bibles and uh, turning in your Bibles and you're taking notes and writing down, steal the one on the uh, sermon topic title. I want to encourage you to do something. The last week of this series, coming up in two weeks, um, my wife and I are going to sit up here and do a Q and an A. Uh, We're going to answer some Qs. That's the answer is the A, the Q is the question, and we need you to ask some questions to us. Uh, On the back of the seat in front of you, there's a QR code that you can scan to submit those questions. They will, we will not give them your name. Uh, We will not say, hey, this person asked this question, Um, but we we do want to answer some questions. We started this a couple years ago, and it's just a lot of fun, and we sit up here and just have a conversation and uh, answer these questions from our point of view, and we laugh a lot and have a good talk. So we want you to submit those. If you're online, there should be a link or something online, or you can just email youmatter, Y-O-U-M-A-T-T-E-R, at radiatechurch.net, and uh, ask those questions. We'd love, love, love to answer those with you today. Send us some questions so we got something to talk about, because I promise you, you don't want us to just get up here and randomly talk about stuff. It would be weird. Don't, you don't have to amen me on that one, John. My office after service, all right? We got, uh, no, we, we, we'd love to answer some questions, some questions there. So we're going to talk today about being the one, you're still the one. I, I really want to have a conversation about how you can still be the one when you're 95 years old in a rocking chair on the front porch with your cup of coffee. I want to talk about how you can still be the one in longevity and how to make it, make it last. And do we have any peanut butter and jelly fans in the house? Anybody right here? Come on. Yeah. Turn, turn those lights up a little bit for me so I can see everybody. Um, I love PB and J sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Like if I need something quick, and something good and something tasty, I'm going to fix me a PB and J. Let me ask you this as we are kind of talking about this. What's more important to the PB and J? How many of you guys are team PB, team peanut butter? That's the most important part, ingredient of a PB. Okay, all right, cool, cool. It's got to be the right peanut butter, right amount, right ratio. Somebody told me today, they were like, I do a two tablespoon to two tablespoon in a ratio. I was like, that seems like a lot of work. Just put it on there until it looks right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, how many of you guys are team jelly? Anybody team jelly? Like, that's the most important part. That's the way it was in the first service. I'm pointing a knife at you. Um, that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way it was first service. More team PB than there was team J. It was 
kind of odd to me that that's the case. I like, I like peanut butter. I'll eat peanut butter out of the can. Anybody, you know, out of the jar. I love, I pulled out this jar of peanut butter today and somebody said, you can tell he's a mom. I was like, I'm clearly not a mom. Like, I don't understand. They were like, because it's Jif, the one moms choose. Like, you guys listen to my jokes way too much and it's bad. It's just bad. You know, I, I love just putting a good layer of peanut butter on that bad boy, getting it on there right, you know, thick. I like putting it on there to the extent that my tongue sticks to the top of my mouth. and That's how I talk. Because I, I love, I do, I love peanut butter. The thing is, is with the jelly, I could go with any kind of jelly. It doesn't have to be grape jelly for me. Strawberry, any strawberry jelly fans in the house? How about this? Fig preserves, anybody? Right there? Anybody? Yeah, all you country folk with me on that one. You know what I'm saying? Fig preserves. Um, peach jelly. Peach jelly. Peach preserves is good. All that stuff. I can go with about, so I'm more team PB because I can kind of go, and that's my initials, you know, and that's always a good thing. I can go with about any kind of jelly. Um, but, but, but the thing is, is what I don't want, and, and none of us are going to go in and go, I really want a sandwich, so I'm going to make a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that. First of all, this isn't real mayonnaise anyway. It says it, but it's not Duke's. So therefore, it's not real mayonnaise. Anybody in the room testify? Feel the press? Hey. All right, anyway. Right? Nobody's going to be like, hey, peanut butter and mayonnaise sounds amazing. I had somebody first service go, peanut butter, mayonnaise, and bananas. I was like, we will pray for you. Mayonnaise and bananas I get, but uh, oh gosh. Anybody like that? That was a, don't you turn your nose up at me. No, peanut butter and banana. All right, whatever. You guys are trying to be Elvis Presley. Nobody, nobody, nobody's going to also wake up and be like, you know what I really want today? Some sweet baby rays and, and peanut butter. Looks the same. Looks like strawberry jelly. Nobody's going to eat that, right? Nobody's going to eat it. How about this one? How about this? Who's going to wake up and go, I would really like peanut butter and ketchup. Sounds amazing. Incredible if you want to puke all day. Nobody's going to wake up and go, oh, this is the one right here. Peanut. You know what? Like you've never eaten a hot dog with relish. What's wrong with y'all? You know, like, I just had breakfast. Don't ever do that again. Nobody's going to wake up and just spread that on there. Yeah, that's going to be a good sandwich. Nobody does that. And if you do, I worry about you. But here's what we will do. We'll get on there. We'll get us our piece of bread. We'll slap that peanut butter on there. We'll get this, if I can figure out how to do it. We'll get that jelly on there, and we'll just, boy, we'll let it roll. Don't judge me. Judge not, lest ye be judged. And I just said it in King James. That makes it holier. Spread that, that jelly on there. You know, get it on there good, and you make that sandwich. You sit down with a pack of Doritos, all natural, organic, because we've got to be holy, I mean healthy and holy. You know, we, and we make that sandwich, we sit down, we bite into that thing. It's good, because it's got the right amount. The jelly's right. The peanut butter's right. Here's the thing I want to talk to you about today is, in order to still be the one, we've got to learn to be the one. A lot of us spend more time trying to find the right complement to what we are rather than trying to be the right complement. Because here's the thing. You can find the other half 
And they could be great. But if you haven't taken time in order to be a great version of you, in order to be a great version of the one, then the problem is, is the sandwich is still going to be ruined. The peanut butter can be there. The peanut butter can be right, or if you're team jelly, the jelly can be right, whatever. But if you still go in, you get the barbecue sauce, or you get the relish, and you're that one that's not the right mixture, it's going to ruin the whole thing when you bite into it. And some of us want to know, why is my marriage such a mess? Why is my relationship such a mess? And the problem may not be that you haven't found the right one. It may be that you haven't spent time being the right one. Let me, let me give you this thought right off the beginning today to write down and tweet out or whatever you want to do with it. It's this, being the one is more important than finding the one. I know some of you are like, I don't even need to find the one because I've been married for 45 years, like Mark and Ann Abel over there. Mark plays our keyboard and Miss Ann is amazing. 45 years, y'all make some noise for 45 years. They're like, I don't, you know, some of us will be like, I don't need to be the one. No, 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 no. I would venture to say that if you want to still be the one at 95 years old, you've been married for 50 years or whatever it is, sitting on that front porch, rocking, sipping that coffee, talking about people as they walk by. If that's you and you want to be that, can I just tell you being the one is how you get there. Because what happens is we live in a society that loves to pass responsibility on to someone else. And when I focus on finding the one, then I pass the responsibility on to you. And it's your job to change this and this and this. And then we live our lives in relationships, giving them a laundry list of checklists that they need to fix. Because after all, they got to they gotta be the one for us, right? You got to check these boxes and do these things and make this right. And if you don't, then I haven't found the right one. And can I just tell you, the reality is maybe we need a check box for ourselves. Because what if you find the one, but you're still a wreck and a mess and you don't have your identity in Christ and you don't know what you're called to do. You don't know how to be a man. You don't know how to be a woman. And you get into this, it can, you can want this all day long. But the problem is, is you start putting all this other stuff on top. And it just becomes, I ain't taking a bite of that. I know y'all are waiting on it. And it becomes a mess. And it's because I haven't focused on being the one. I've only focused on finding the one. And I just want to talk to you today about what we can focus on. Three focuses, three things we can focus on if we want to be the one. Because I think that's the key. I believe that's the key, that we don't live in a society where everybody else fixes our mess. We don't live in a society to where we don't live in a kingdom to where we go, hey, I know I messed it up, but you fix it for me. Hey, I know I screwed it up, but it's really your fault. Hey, I know I did this, but it's really on you. What if we lived in a world to where we took responsibility for our own actions and we stood up and said, you know what? I messed it up. And I did it wrong, and I this, and I that, and I'm going to fix it. I don't need you to. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be responsible for me, not you responsible. I'm going to be responsible for me. Here's three focuses today, three things we can focus on for being the one. The first one is this, and some of you are going to, when I say the words, when I say point one, you're going to be like, I knew it was coming. It's waiting on it. It's this, understand your role. Or as The Rock used to say in WWE, no, 
that man ain't amen one time in an entire year. No, I'm just kidding. I know him. I love you, man. I'm just kidding. I know who that was. Know your role. And sh- <laughs> That's the rock. That's not him telling me that. All right. He's just quoting the rock. Okay. <laughs> Understand your role. And sometimes we do need to roll, know our role and shut our mouth when it comes to this. Watch this. Matthew, cha- <laughs> Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39 says this. And he said to him, him being Jesus, or he being Jesus, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the great commandment and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Understand your role in this life. Here's the, here's the role you play. If you're in high school and you get married one day, you need to know this. If you're married now, you need to know this. If you're engaged, you need to understand this. Our role is that God is one and spouse is two. God is one and spouse is two. Well, you're telling me my spouse isn't important enough and I shouldn't put them there. No, I'm telling you, you shouldn't make an idol out of your spouse. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 14 says it, says it like this. Exodus 34, 14. It says, For you shall not worship any other God for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Anything we put above God is an idol. That's why some of us are more worried about losing our job than our religion. That's why some of us are more worried about losing social media followers than we are influence in the church. That's why some of us are more worried about way more things than we should be. Why? It's because we put something above God. If I put my spouse above God, she has now become my idol. And I worship her. I don't worship her. She becomes number two. Here's the reality, right? This is the beauty of it. The more I learn to love God, the better I learn to love my spouse. The more I learn to love God, the better I learn to love my spouse because until there's a solid relationship with God, any other relationship will fail in comparison because I'll always be searching for the relationship with my creator. And until I have that, and here's the thing, some of us, I said this to a group of men this week, Because if we get the order of anything out of place, it creates chaos and tension. If you go outside today and you start pumping the gas of your car before you crank it up, you're going to flood the engine and mess it up because the order's out. The order is wrong. Here's the truth of the matter. Many of us don't know how to be good husbands or wives because we haven't learned how to be good sons and daughters of God. This is what I'm learning in my life. Everything flows from first, for me, for, from first being a son. I can't give love if I don't know how to receive it. If I don't know how to sit and go, you know what, God? You created me, and I may not get it, and I may not understand everything, but I'm still your son. 
and you're still my father, and I know my relationship, maybe your relationship with your earthly father has clouded your relationship with your heavenly father, and you don't fully understand it because it was bad here. I just want you to know, God is a father that never walks away, he never fails, he always loves, he always hears, he always embraces, and he always forgives. I have to learn, before I can be a great husband, I have to learn to be a great son. And just sit back and go, you know what, Dad? You know what, God? I've gotten it wrong. I just kind of need some help right now. Like, I don't know what to do from this point forward. I have to understand my role in this thing. My role for my wife is not to be number one to her. My role for my wife is for me to be number two for her. My role is for her to seek God before she seeks me. Because when she learns to seek God, then she can learn how to love me better. And vice versa, when I learn how to seek God, when I learn how to be with God first, I can learn how to be a better husband. And I never, I never want to put her first because I don't want to put her in a position to where she's an idol before God. It's not fair to her and it's not fair to me and it's definitely not fair to God. So number one is I have to understand my role. We have to understand our roles. And then number two is this. I have to love hard. I have to love hard. In Ephesians chapter five, verses 22 through 28, it says this. It says, wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. Y'all are sitting here like, I knew it was coming. Just waiting on it. Knew he's going to talk about it. Just give me a minute. For the husband is the head of the wife. Also, Christ is the head of the church. Again, it's showing the role. It's showing the, the, the order that the husband is not first. Christ is first. And then him, watch. As Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body, verse 24, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present to himself, the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies, because he who loves his own wife loves himself. I, I actually love the way that the Apostle Paul writes it to the church of Ephesus right here in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 28 because it, he lays down and explains. He doesn't just say, love your wife as Christ loved the church. He goes, here's how Christ loved the church. And here's why Christ loved the church like that. He said Christ gave himself up. Jesus literally gave his life so that the church could be holy and blameless without spot or wrinkle and be put before God holy and blameless. Men, hear me today. Husbands, hear me today. Our job is to love our lives with such reckless abandon that my personal desires go out the window so that she could stand before God holy and blameless without a spot or a wrinkle. 
that's my job. And if I'm real, I'm not even very good at it. But my job is to try every day to wake up and try to be better at it. Wives. It says wives are to be subject to the husband as Christ or the church is to Christ. In other words, the church supports the mission of Christ. Let's support each other. We're in this together to walk this out. Love hard. Love hard. Let, let me give you this thought or this question. Is my love making them bitter or better? Is the way I love them making them bitter or better? Well, pastor, how can loving someone make them bitter? It depends on if they think I love someone or something more than them. Here's what I can tell you without even a second guess right now today. I can tell you without a second guess that Jesus loves me and he loves you to such an extent that he gave everything he had for us. And he would never take it back. I can tell you that today. The question is, can your spouse say the same thing about you? That we love with such abandonment and such reckless abandonment, such selflessness, that yeah, God, that yeah, uh, husband, yeah, wife, I'll give up everything so that you can be seen as holy and blameless. Because here's the thing, watch this. This is one of the things I'm I'm on a big kick on right now is a yes to one thing is a no to another. Every time I say yes to another side job, I'm saying no to my spouse. Every time I say yes to hanging out with the boys before talking to her, I'm saying no to quality time with her. Now, hear me. Don't walk out of here and go, Pastor said I'm not supposed to do any of that stuff. Not get in your life group, hang out with your boys, take those side jobs, but talk first. Is it making her bitter or better? Is it making him bitter or better? We gotta love hard. We only get so many time, so many years on this earth, and so only so many of those years are to be spent with our spouse. Let's laugh together. Let's have a good time together. Let's let's just talk and, and live this life and take chances and take risks and look at each other and laugh and go, you're really getting on my nerves. Let's do this thing right and let's do it together. Let's give ourselves up for her and support him and be in this thing. Let's love hard. Here's one of the questions we have to answer whenever we ask this question. Is my love making them bitter or better? How do they receive love? Here's a book I'd tell you to go get today. One of the books I'd tell you to go get is by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's called Five Love Languages. It talks about five uh, ways that people receive love. For some people, I know this is gonna, this is gonna blow, here, this is gonna blow your mind. Are you ready for this? Like, I'm telling you, ladies, this is for you, right? This is gonna be so good. I don't know if y'all know it or not, and I know, like, we got mixed, mixed generations in the room. I'm just gonna say what it is. A lot of men receive touch <laughs> as an act of love. And it's like, some ladies, it's acts of service. Some men, it's gifts. Some men, my wife loves to buy gifts, and that works perfect. And I love to get them. <laughs> I love receiving gifts. That's my thing. Like, if you give me a compliment and a gift and just, like, boost my ego, I know, y'all like, he's arrogant. No, I just like things. 
I just like, I just like things. I like stuff. Like, I just do. If you go back and watch last week's message, part of the reason we had so many mugs, people like to give me things. And I like to take them. Right? Whatever it is, like if you're buying her gifts, but her, act, uh, her love language is acts of service, she ain't going to understand that. She's like, why are you buying me something all the time? And you'll be like, because I love you, girl. <laughs> She's going to be like, well, if you love me, then go wash the dishes. Right. Praise God. <laughs> you know, we got to learn to love hard and enjoy this life. Have fun together. Spend time together. Spend time making this life what it's supposed to be. Spend time laughing. Like, love hard. Even when you have a fight the night before, love hard that day and choose love. Which leads me into point number three. So one is understand your role. Number two is to love hard. And number three is this, do it God's way. Do it God's way. Watch this. In, in verse 31 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, For this reason, he just gave all the reasons that he loves the way he does and that he does the things he does. Watch this. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Do it God's way. God's way is this. One man, one woman, falling in love, being the one apart, and when they come together, they're this great sandwich of love that changes the world and makes a difference everywhere that they go. And they, they cut off all dependence they had on anything else prior, anyone or anything, and they go, I am dependent on you and you alone. I won't get my affirmation from another man. I won't get my affirmation from another woman. I get my affirmation from you. I don't depend on them. I depend on God and you. You become two, becomes one, and you choose love. Hear me today. I'm just going to set somebody free. You don't always wake up in the morning and go, Woohoo, yeah, I feel, I feel the love, yes. No one on the planet does that every single day. Dude, there's times where you wake up in the morning and her rat's nest is tickling your nose. Come on. And you're sneezing. And she's like, Rona, and you like, rat's nest. Right? There's mornings where you wake up and he looks at you and goes, hello. And you're like, toothpaste. And he's like, hey, baby. And you're like, nah, we good. Back up. We already got three kids. We ain't treading that line, buddy. <laughs> There's those moments where you're like, you really are getting on my nerves right now. Like, I know you're supposed to be two, but you're down to five at this moment. There's four other things up ahead of you. But you still choose each other. And you still go, hey, man, I, I don't like you right now, but I still love you. Hey, we got in an argument last night, but I love you. Hey, two become one, and what I understand is the decision I made, I thought only affected me, but it not only affects me, but it affects you and our kids now. It affects everything, because two 
have become one. And I have to focus on being the one and choosing, choosing love. And do it. Do it God's way. I can't get mad that I get the wrong outcome when I do it the wrong way. If I, if I want the right outcome, I got to do it the right way. If I want to make a good PB&J, guess what I got to put on it? PB&J. And when God gives us the ingredients, our job is to do it the way God says. Not go out there. And this is for people that aren't married yet. Hear me today. I want to talk to you for a minute. Like, God doesn't say go out there and sleep together to make sure that you're compatible first. That ain't God's way. Because that's a soul tie that you'll carry forever. God doesn't say, hey, move in together before you get married just to make sure you'll get along. I, let me just go ahead and tell you, you ain't going to get along all the time. My wife has this thing where she likes to go. Like, she knows I'm aggravated. We were laughing about it with friends last night. She'll know I'm in an aggravated mood. She'll walk up to me and, like, get up close to my face. And first of all, I don't like anything touching my face. I don't like anything around my face. Like, this is my space right here, and you get out of it. She loves to get right here and go. <laughs> and smell me like a dog. Y'all, I kid you not, I'll look at her sometimes and be like, get away from me. She's like, but I love you. And I'm like, I didn't say you didn't, but right now I don't like that. It's creepy and weird. <laughs> She's not in here. I can talk about that. Y'all, what, what we talk about in here stays in here, okay? But we don't, we do it God's way to do it in a way that honors God so that he can be first. They can be second. And we can be a son and daughter first. Are you following me today? Like, my heart today is that we walk out of here. You can come on up, Pastor Mark. My heart today is that we walk out of here and we just understand that in order to still be the one, I have to start being the one. In order to still be the one when I'm old, I have to start being the one now. Let me make this declaration and then I'm going to close us out in prayer. I just feel like I need to let you know that as your pastor today, I'm going to do this thing till I'm 98 and you're pushing me down that in a wheelchair and I'm up here teaching, but there's going to come a point where there will be somebody else filling this pulpit, preaching to over 10,000 people at multiple campuses, seeing people saved every single Sunday and marriages restored and people healed. There'll be somebody else that'll fill this pulpit one day. And when that happens, you know who's going to be left around me? My family. My three kids and my wife. That's who's going to be there. I love this church. I love you. I love all of you that watch online. We got, you know, we got people that watch all over this nation every single week. It's crazy. I love our future campuses and our future members. I love, I love what I do, man. I, I don't ever want to do anything else. But I will never put this place over my wife and my kids. Like you need to hear your pastor tell you that. That I will never choose this over them. So if I ever don't fulfill something that you think I'm supposed to be fulfilling, I promise you I got a good reason for it. 
Maybe I needed to be with my little girl that day. Maybe my wife needed me. Maybe because my family will come first. Because I will still be the one at the end of it all. I'll be rocking on a front porch when I'm 95 with Starbucks in my hand talking to my wife. Because I have made a, design, a, 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 a commitment to her, to God, and to me. I will work on being the one first. Instead of telling her what to do, I'll just figure out what I need to do to be the one. Would you bow your heads with me today? Because the beauty is that maybe you're out there and you're like, man, I've messed it up and I just, I don't even live by that. I don't do any of that. Like, this is not me. The Bible tells me that his mercies are new every morning. Today's a great day to start over. Today's a great day to start being the one. And so before I move on, I'd I'd love to ask you this. Is there anybody in the room that would say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never prayed the prayer of forgiveness. And today I need to do that because he needs to be first in order for me to do this right. Is there anybody in the room or raising your hand that would say, I'll join the two people that, that prayed that prayer in the first service and I want to give my life to Jesus today. We're not going to call you out, but I do want to walk it out with you. Amen. Is there anybody in the room that would say this? I want to be the one. And I want to start today figuring out how to be the best of the best of the one for him or for her and putting God first. I want to be the one starting today. I'm going to start by raising my hand. Is there anybody in the room that would say, by raising your hand, I I want that. I want that. I just want to pray over you. All it is is just raising your hand, just saying, "I, I want to do what I need to do. Amen. All over the room. All over the room. God, you see every hand that's raised. And God, I thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. God, help us be the one. Not just find the one, but help us be the one. Help us put you first. Help us be a good son and a good daughter. Help us, God, be the one that we need to be. God, help us understand our role and to help us love hard. Help us do it your way. Because, God, that's what it's all about. Don't let us just walk in here and hear a sermon and walk out and that's great and good. God, let us live it out and make a difference in this world and in this marriage and in our love for you and for others. God, we honor you. We worship you. In your name we pray.